G'day and welcome to Farms Advice Podcast. Um, thank you for joining us for this episode and many others. It's getting pretty close to the end of the year now, which is scary to think. 2024 is just around the corner. It's only, it's, well, it's less than three months away now. Um, but as farmers, it's warming up and it may be a little bit dry for you, but you may also have pretty fair conditions to see how we can plan out. So I hope spring, summer turns out for a good season for all of us. Uh, harvest can go just the way you want it with a pretty good yield to keep you nice and topped up for the new year coming in. As a special favour to myself and to the farm's advice, creating this movement, trying to spur people on to share their own piece of knowledge. Um, It doesn't have to be this episode, but it does make it a lot easier for us to find more farmers out there. So the only favour I'll ever ask of you is that you subscribe to this podcast. Share it with your mates, share it with your family, your colleagues, the person that you just brought into your team to see how you can improve together. You never know, they'll probably get another different takeaway from the episodes that you do. Um, and that's the best way that we can grow together. Farms growing together, there's probably nothing sexier than that. Um, and I've loved highlighting the different pieces of ag tech across the month of August, but also it's dragged into September. Um, just like everything in farming, it, it will only take five minutes, but it tends to take a little bit more. But Nonetheless, we'll get into this episode. Thanks for tuning in for another Ripper. Chris, welcome to the Farms Advice Podcast. Great to have you in here and sharing, passing on your knowledge for a few farmers out there. How's everything going with you? Real good. Um, thanks for the invitation, Jack. Uh, settling in well. Been here uh, about three months now, so it's uh, really enjoying it and uh, uh, it's a good spot to be. So, yeah, thanks for the invite. And going flat out straight into ag quip coming up next week. Yeah, uh, big week. Uh, it's been a while since I've done a three-day field day, so uh, it'll be a challenge. It's always, you get a good bit of weather up there. You can either get it freezing cold or or spot on. Looking at the weather there this morning, it doesn't look too bad. So hopefully you're good. Um, plenty, plenty of punters through and yeah, it'll be good. Last year was spot on, but every other year I think I've gone, I've nearly blown off my feet. But it should be good. It's a good day out. Mate, I, uh, I went oh, a lot of years ago and it was the coldest field day I've been to. Like I've done the one in Tassie and there was snow on the hills in Tassie and Agquit was just cold as cold as cold. So, yeah, I'm taking all my jackets just in case. Yeah, that's it. Rug up. <laughs> well, Chris, we'll get into it. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, your connection, background and how you landed yourself in this role in agriculture today. Yep. Um, well, I've been in the egg job probably 20 plus years. We've been in Northern Victoria based in Inner for 20 years. Yep. Um, had worked in a, worked in a rural store uh, many, many years ago. Uh, and then started as a rep for True Test, um, Northern Vic. So did that for 13 odd years. So big exposure, electric fence, big dairy area, scales came in, EID came in. Um, so it was really cool with the, the Vic department, as it was in those days. Um, then went from there, went to practical systems for about four years. Uh, so they're based up out of Armadale, still based here. So 
I sort of travelled around a lot with those guys, which was great, um, in the software space. Um, then COVID hit and things didn't go real well, got retrenched and ended up the last couple of years before getting here, I did work for ABS, so in the dairy genetics, um, just talking with dairy farmers all the time, which was really cool. And uh, and now this job um, with E-Links and, and Stockmates arrived. So it's, I'm back in the stock software space um, yep. for livestock and mate, it's, it's just my... I love it. It's great. Pretty innovative and like busy topical sort of area at the moment. Well, yeah, for sure. And there's there's so much going on. Um, like we've got developers and testers. Uh, we're based up in Toowoomba, uh, but not everyone's in the office. Um, as you can see, like I'm home here. Uh, yep. We've got four or five others that are that are home based, but are on the phone all the time and testing. So there's always something going on mate it's uh it's just a good spot ag's just a great spot to be in for a start but being ag tech it's uh it's pretty flat out so it's good it definitely the opportunities as well i love like when i talk to people they've got developers um but anyone that's not within agriculture you wouldn't be thinking you can be a developer within agriculture so it's a pretty cool sort of selling point for us as well oh for sure jack and that's where guys that have got an ag background, but they're tech, they're pretty tech savvy, um, can help us as a business. Um, so yeah, it's not like you're trying to uh, talk to a developer that doesn't understand what ag is or doesn't understand what a, what a, what a cow does or what a crush is or something like that. These guys know it, they get it. So it's really cool that way. Definitely and a great avenue. So tell me what's E-Links in a nutshell? Uh, E-Links is a software company. Uh, we've got a couple of different types of software. We've got uh, Feedlot 3000, which has been around for a good while, um, and it's, it runs the majority of the bigger feedlots in Australia. Yep. Uh, we've got bunk management system, so feed outs and all that sort of stuff. We've got Stock Aid, which sort of works with the feedlotters as well and bunks, and as well as Stockmates. So uh, we've got the full suite, so from the breeder right through to the feedlot and then coming back in with carcass data as well. So it's that whole life we're sort of looking at now. Um, obviously, I said they're based in Toowoomba. There's about twenty of us, um, and sort of dotted all over the all over the place, all over the country. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and Stockmate will probably talk to the listeners on here, I suppose, the producers. Um, mm -hmm. Give us a rundown of the feedlot, feedlot three thousand. Is it? Yep. Yep. So that's that's been uh, we've done a lot of work with a couple of guys out of the states on that, and it's. As I said, it runs, I think at last count, it was 23 out of the top 25 feedlots in Australia. Um, so it's fairly full on. Like there's pretty much a project team working on that um, all the time. Yep. Um, we've got uh, a newer version coming of it out. Uh, they're working on that at the moment. Um, so that'll be really cool to get that one um, into a cloud-based system as well. There'll be a lot of head under management. 23 out of the 25 biggest feedlots for Australia. It's pretty scary when you sort of say those sort of numbers. Yeah. Um, and it would be, um, mate, I'd hate to say how many numbers are, are come through our system every day. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you, it's got to be right. It's got to be right all the time. So like our support um, pretty much runs 24-7. Yeah. Um, we've got 
support staff that do weekend work. Um, so if something does go wrong, because you know when it does go wrong, you can't get anyone on the phone. And, yeah. mate, there ain't nothing worse than that. So, yeah. Speed lots. So you really need to get someone on the ball um, as you're going as well. The pressure's on to continue that sort of flow. Uh, yeah. Especially for the animal welfare side of it, but also to running that business back, ensure you're hitting hitting the note pretty well. Yeah, and, and it's, you touched on it there, the animal welfare. Like, you've got to make sure that they're getting fed every day, the hospital treatments are recorded, and they're producing a really good product at the other end. So, yeah, so it's... And to be brutally honest, mate, I haven't got into it. It's uh, probably... I reckon it's probably about six months away for me to get stuck into that into the feedlot sort of job. Um, yeah. I'm just really getting my head into um, into stock, mate, at the moment. So it's been my challenge anyway, mate. Beautiful. Well, I actually wanted to look at stock, mate, specifically and what what data we're using the most with it, um, what sort of features it has and how is that sort of built out for producers across Australia? Yep, yep. So uh, you're really looking at the whole of life traceability um, in in stock, mate. So it captures all your weights and all your treatments and what paddock they went to and what property they're from, um, does all your NVDs. It's probably got one of the better or if not the best um, interaction with the NLS database that I've come across, uh, which is really cool in the back end because there's nothing worse than trying to do reconciliations and just not getting that pinch point to work nicely. So everything that you want to record, there's a spot for it. And then on the other side of that, you can get reports out of it. So it's all well and good to collect all this data. And and, and it was this funny story years ago. Um, a guy said, mate, I've got all this data and when I work out what I'm going to do with it, I'm going to be dangerous. And we said, said well, what do you want to do with it? He goes, I don't know. So he collected all this data and didn't know what to do with it and, and, and had no way of really mining it. So that's where Stockmate comes in to, to generate uh, really good financial reports um, or your treatment histories and all that sort of stuff. So if you're um, selling cattle off, you can send a full treatment history out. Uh, you can send a full weight history out. So the, the buyer or the, the next person down the chain knows everything that's going on. So utilizing yeah, weight history, where you're pulling the weights from. So you, you integrate into the scales, soft current software for the farmers. Yeah, yeah. So it'll it it'll run with most uh, scales and EID readers. I always say most because there was a time. I don't know, a good few years ago, I said, yeah, it'll work. And do you think I could get it to work with this, this one that they bought off the internet? But I don't know. Anyway, so I say most. Um, and there's some different ones that I didn't even know. There's uh, Rinstrom, which is just a weight generator that's more into the into the feedlot job, uh, heavier duty scales. It's just a basic scales. Works Bluetooth and comes out of Brisbane somewhere. Um, so, yeah, the normal ones, the True Tests, uh, the Gallagher, uh, true test data miles, I should say, now they are. Um, they're the main two. Um, yeah, or so long as it's Bluetooth, you'll, you'll run with it. Can do cables, but Bluetooth's easier. So jumping out of the episode quickly for now, this is AgTech August. Even though it's rolled around into September, but that's what it's all about. Agriculture doesn't always work out to the timeframes that we allow it to, but I really think that these ag techs that I've highlighted, but plus so many others out there that I haven't 
had on the show so far are doing wonders for Australian farmers. And it's not just a pretty silver thing that you see there in the distance. It's actually applicable technology that's working as a piece of software or hardware out in the paddock or from your office. Let us know what ag tech you've been using or what you're looking to use. We'd love to dive a little bit deeper into it for you um, and probably your neighbours as well. So let's get back into the episode. So, yeah, going back to what we were talking about, what sort of questions do producers, farmers have prior to utilising Stockmate? What are they trying to get out of the software, really? Like, what are the low-hanging fruits for us? The, the, the low-hanging fruit, is, for me, yeah. is reproduction. Really, the easy one to get, well, weights are easier, but reproduction, I, I believe, is, is the easiest one, and it's got more bang for your buck, I reckon, Jack. Um, like, if you're just, let's say, you're a lamb feed lot guy, mate, weights are easy. And you know where you bought them. So long as you know, and you can identify, all right, I bought some some lambs off you and they went gangbusters on the feed where I bought some lambs off your next door neighbour and they didn't do as well. Yeah. I know who I'm If I can identify those, I know who I'm going to go back to the next time. Yeah. Or I'm going to give you an extra couple of bucks ahead if, if, if the money's going up, mate, I'll pay you an extra because I know your lambs are going to do and, and similarly, if if you've got a cow that gets pregnant every time, gives you a calf, gets back in calf, system rolls. If she takes a while to get back in calf or doesn't doesn't uh, rear a calf, she's a cost on your business, mate. So they're the, they're the, they're the low-hanging fruits. Yeah. Um, sometimes guys just ask, is this going to be easy to use? Um, that's a simple question. Is it going to be easy to use? Um, some guys come up and say, oh, my neighbour uses it. Why should I? Well, mate, your neighbour's different to you. But there's some guys that don't need software. Most guys do, but some guys don't. They don't want to change. If you don't want to change, keep going. Um, yeah, so they're the, they're the low-hanging fruit. They're the, they're the cheap shots for us, for sure. There's definitely a lot out there. Like if we go a little bit drier to what we are now, you don't want grass being eaten up by those that aren't reproducing. Um, and then two years down the line, you've just held on, or even a year down the line, you've held on to that one head um, where you could be a bit more efficient, probably run one and a half to that one. Yep. Um, yeah, for sure. And like years ago, a uh, young bloke came out to footy. He's turned up and you could tell he'd just been in the sheep yards. I said, oh, what have you been up to? He goes, oh, I just... Drafting off a few to sell. I go, oh, yes, I bet you sold all the, all the, uh, the scrawny ones. And he goes, well, what do you mean? I said, well, they're probably the ones that have given you twins for the last three years and, you, you, and you're sitting on the fat ones uh, that are doing nothing. He goes, how do you know that? I said, well, with an EID tag and a set of scars and a, and a software package, you can identify that. If you don't record anything, you're just guessing. So he went, hmm, okay. So, and now he's, Got a program, got a set of scales, and he's away. So, and EID's in sheep now, so that's the next big push. How has that conversation sort of formed up for yourselves? I know you've been pretty early days into the business, but mm-hmm. that sort of topic, um, and like you sort of supporting that onboarding system of EIDs and actually showing a user case for it mm-hmm. and actually implement it and utilize it. And I and I and our his e-leaks history has been in in beef cattle. 
Um, so I've got a good background down here in sheep. Um, so I can talk that uh, story through, especially like the guys in New South and Queensland where, and well, let me rephrase it, Victoria and Tassie are mandatory. Everywhere else is coming on board now. Um, so being through that game um, down here, there's, mate, there's, there's pitfalls. There's guys that go out and spend a fortune on auto drafters and readers and scales and everything and don't use it. Um, my advice to those guys is just pick up the phone and ring people. Um, talk to people that have been around. Um, yeah. If they can find someone down south here, give them a ring. Um, dollar on a phone call can be a dollar well spent, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. I had I had one or two episodes just with a couple of producers. I saw on Twitter, actually. They're pretty um, up their own EIDs, um, trying to get the most out of it for the last five to ten years. And just like the listenerships on those coming through, like it's a question that all the sheep producers are asking because we've been pushed into it. I believe like it's a great thing for the individual using it, but also the industry as a collective, the biosecurity sort of coming in. Um, you've got the different tags out there, but EID has been selected for it. Um, and that pr probably looks at the mob management to individual management. Um, how's it working with mob management or is everyone getting a bit granular now and individualising everything? Yeah, Stockmate still does uh, a, a bit of in, a bit of mob stuff, a little bit of mob stuff, but majority of guys now, they've got EID and so it's just go individual. Uh, as quick as, like, readers now, as quick as you can run them through a gate, it'll read them um, and get them every time sort of thing. So that the reliability is a, is a lot better um, of all your gear now. Uh, like you go back 15 years, she was, she was pretty rough and rugged, but it worked. Um, but now you've got Bluetooth and you've got less cables to trip over and catch and the amount of times you'd be in a set of sheep yards and a, a lamb would jump out and next year you know your scars are on the floor and your reader's unplugged and you can't join the leads up and you pack it all away sort of thing. So been there, done that, mate, but... Uh, Bluetooth takes care of that. So, there's always yeah. a lamb at the back. What was that one? There's always one lamb, one sheep at the back to stuff things up. Jump oh, around. yeah. 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 Like I've had it with cattle as well. So, it doesn't matter. You, uh, There's always something that can go wrong. And you just try to plan for that. So. Mm. And individual management, how how big are these producers um, that actually managing it individually? Like they just keep going up and up? Yeah. I've got guys that have got. 10 head and yeah. they still run them individual and then there's guys on stock mate that have got hundreds of thousands ahead and it's all individual um and because it's an electronic number that's a chip that that's a tag and it's here it's easy um it doesn't matter whether you're one or a or hundred thousand it's you're still enough well it, the animal's a number yeah and and what what data you collect is is pretty easy and pretty seamless these days I'd imagine um, for these producers, especially the ones with three, three, two or one sort of person teams um, within the family farm pastoralists, how how are they actually managing that data if they do have 20,000 sheep coming on? How are you reading this efficiently and sort of filtering through what you actually need? Um, is it just going back to sort of wet and drying with EID or making sure this year had twins? She's skinny, but don't get rid of her for next year. Like that's yeah. information to dissect. 
Yeah, and that's where um, software programs come yep. into their own, Jack. Yep. Like you can set filters and say, right, show me all of all the yous that haven't given me a, a lamb in the last two years or the last. You can set your criteria to whatever you want. I want to say, right, I want something that's given me three lambs in the last two years as a minimum. Anything under that is out. Like it's just got real dry. So you're not going to keep something that's only giving you singles. You're going to cut really, really close to the bone. Yeah. Uh, that's where software identifies that. Then you take that file, uh, run it through an auto drafter or run it through a set of yards and it's in and out. Um, not so much wet and dry. Like wet and dry is a, a good uh, baseline, I suppose. Yep. But if you're going to wet and dry, mate, you want to be preg testing as well. Yeah, for sure. And identifying the top and bottoms, it's probably um, more to your advantage to identify the bottom to those ones that aren't doing quite well. How are you actually doing that and how important is that to your clients? Mate, that's critical. That's mate, that's your bottom line there. Yeah. And the other one, like you touched on it, go the other way. Identify your tops. Yeah. Where did they come from? So that could be genetics. It could be feed. So if you can identify your tops as well as your bottoms, um, it just works. So identifying your bottoms, we, we, we spoke on uh, pregnancy. Um, like we're, we're probably concentrating more on sheep, but it's no different in cattle. If they're not getting pregnant or not putting weight on, the steers aren't putting weight on, well, where did they come from? What group did they come out of? What bloodline did they come out of? Identify that sort of stuff. Um, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty powerful, the data that you can start to pull out these days. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Like the existing platforms currently that you integrate with, um, farmers, like, do they come to you looking for these sort of add-ons um, that the software can utilise? Yeah, a bit of both. But, well, some guys turn up and they're a blank canvas yep. and say, right, I know what I want to do and software and it's the whole gamut. I want to redo my, I'm redoing my yards. What do we do? And you can sit down and have a conversation. And then there's some guys that turn up and go, right, I've got this, but I want to go to there. Yep. Um, or I've got, I'm three quarters of the way there, but I need some more. Uh, what else do I need? Well, the next step might be DNA. So you'll need TSUs and a reader. And then, so it's, and I suppose that's where been around, around the job for 20 odd years, you, as a, there's a few things floating around my brain and, and we can come up with different ideas and, and make sure it works. That's what it's all about, making sure it works. There's nothing worse than... Um, I was talking to a lady this morning. Um, I said, support's great if you use it. Uh, and there's nothing worse than you're at a field day and someone goes, oh, no, I'm not subscribing anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm going to quit. Oh, Why is that? I can't get it to work. Did you give us a ring? Part of our job is to make it work for you guys, um, is to get on the phone, get on TeamViewer. Um, you can be anywhere these days on Zoom like we are now, um, and away you go. Like You might have to go on farm sometimes. The majority of times we can fix. So long as you've got reasonable sort of service in some yards, if it's not working in the yards, you can, you can normally fix most of the stuff over the phone. So... Yeah. It's sort of funny how the industry works. So they just, if it's not working, they just sort of push it to the side. I sort of see like we are so flat out. Like people don't understand 
we say to have these sort of, I know that 15 minutes to get ourselves ready in the morning. Mm. If we don't have that time and then something else comes up, then we're out the door even quicker the next day. Um, yep. But it is one of those things that hopefully this podcast and others out there can sort of push this to make that phone call to ensure that your piece of equipment you spent 30 grand on is actually yep. coming. Exactly. And and it can be like little things like making sure everything's charged up, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Like the amount of times that people go, oh, I got halfway through a weigh session and the scales went flat. Well, majority of scales these days have got a battery that's going to last two days. Little things like that. Um, and if you haven't got a backup, um, yeah. And just test, if you get five minutes the night before, set it up. Yeah. If you get if you're the one that's on the tablet or the scale indicator. Sorry, you got to get there a couple of minutes earlier just to make sure everything sets up right. Because guarantee, and I've had it too many times, you've got a couple of thousand head in the yards, you've got four or five blokes standing around, you've got six dogs barking in the background, and Bluetooth don't hook up, or you've forgotten a mouse, or something like that. Um, I've heard it too many times. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a challenge, but it's a good one. You say that I've got the um I've got the remote in the glove box so but it's only me that's using it at the moment for our scales. We just got them the other day for our sheep, um the other day cool. a few months ago now. But mm-hmm. yeah, loving it and just trying to see what we can use it for. We've even, like we do a couple of test runs, um to see what we can utilize it for for weather's for our stud game and also the commercial use trying to improve them. Um, yeah, cool. Reproduction. Well, yep. So you got you've got EID, obviously, then Jack. Yeah, not on not on all the sheep. Um, yep. but trending that in from this year, obviously from this year onwards, um, a so, lot harder. So, so a question: Will you bring? I'm gonna I'm gonna turn interview on now. On your on those ewes that haven't got EID tags, will you bring that in as a each year you'll sort of go and buy this year's drop, or you're gonna go and bite the bullet? and put EIDs in everything within the next six weeks? I'd, I'd probably do the latter. Um, yep. but work, working with the old man, as you say, within the industry, um, you mm-hmm. can't bite it all off at once and then sort of have nothing. And as the market, mm-hmm. we probably would if the market didn't take a dive for lamb and sheep and everything. Um, yep. That would be the ideal plan to do that, to see. I actually saw on Twitter the other day, some lady just she just bought the white EODs and that was her like existing flock was going to get them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and just she take it up but by I'll start it next year to mid next year um, we've got three three years of them with EOD so we only got two more years to go yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we are, well you're over halfway there mate so you would yeah what we utilize it for now um, has worked really well I think. Um, rather than just looking at the sunk cost of $2.20 on the year. And the $2.20 in the year, don't get me wrong, is, is a fair expense. Yeah. But the gains that you can make um, on that is pretty cool, I reckon. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people sit back and wait sort of for like the grants, the subsidy, um, see if those year tags, like Victoria got it, in the early days, but we're we're not in Victoria. Mm. Uh, 
and we probably need to move a bit quicker. If you do move a bit quicker, you might see results quicker as well. Uh, I think that's what we want in the long term. See, I think as soon as you start, the, the closer you are to getting results, aren't you? Yeah, that's good. Um, thanks for the quick interview. But <laughs> for yourself, what what's um what does a farm look like that uses stock, mate? They're quite ambitious sort of people. Um, how do you characterize? Well, you know, in marketing, you come up with an avatar. What are they yeah. like? Um, I actually had a had a yak to the CEO this morning about that, and there's no one. Yeah. size fits all um everyone's different like we've got as i said before like we've got uh, a guy that's got 10 head um uh he's got 10 cattle on it uh we've got 15 sheep on another one right through the hundreds of thousands so there's no one you couldn't say you're the perfect fit for it no one the one that the perfect fit for it is is the young guy i.e yourself that's come back on the farm been to uni um can see where financial is going and and management is going of animals um and trying to make it easier but there's no uh, at Canada next week I'm not going to go oh this bloke's dead set you, you just can't yeah yeah you can't sort of pigeonhole anyone really so everyone's different that's also the beauty of agriculture though you could be sitting next to someone dressed in their rags and they, they produce 100 to 200,000 cattle or sheep each year and they're just mm. looking for the next um, next bit of kit that they can add on to improve and see what yeah how they can run it. Yeah, and like you you get around some different shows and and you turn up and, and someone says, how are you going? And you have a yak to them and then you find a bit about their story and next thing you know, it's like, I didn't realise this guy was a lawyer or this guy's a farmer that's got... 100,000 acres and loves his tech. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, and that's where field days are really cool and um, ag's, ag's great. So, yeah. Beautiful. Where's the future of e going? Um, chatting with the CEO this morning, you would, you'd have some goals for e and what you sort of want to hit, but also what you want to offer producers. What's that? Yeah. Like it's, mate, we, we're flat out now, which is great. Uh, full on development. Uh, like we've got uh, a couple of projects on the go at the moment. Uh, full semen inventory and embryo inventory. That'll be out real soon. Um, interfacing with a lot of new apps, um, like the likes of Black Box. Um, we're working with uh, OptiWay at the moment. Um, so we get an API, which is a data dump. Um, every day, if you subscribe to uh, OptiWay, that just dumps straight into Stockmate, which is really cool. Um, obviously, bringing Feedlot 3000 um, into the new generation of software, so cloud-based, that's that's huge. Um, smart tags, location tags, they're going to be the next big one. Um, so not and, and not just in Feedlots. Um, on farm situations, like you look at the dairy guys, majority of dairy farmers, well, I shouldn't say majority, but a good quantity of dairy farmers these days have got collars on. Yeah. Um, the thing is with that, you need repeaters and, and range, like dairy farms aren't huge size compared to our cattle yeah. farms. Um, so like, 
I, I actually said to the boss there before this morning, I said, like, you look back for 10 years, where we were 10 years ago. You look at our phones 10 years ago to our phones now. You compare that to where we're going to be in the next 10 years in ag, tech in, that's going to be real cool. That's going to be really cool. So It's exciting, eh? And, like, the market, the economy as well, it's meant to be heading towards a recession or a technical recession. The agriculture, you talk to everyone working, especially product services, like everyone's just firing in all cylinders and going for it. Producers are trying to maximise what they're doing. Um, obviously, in a down sort of market for sheep and cattle, um, but also the cropping game is looking pretty good as well. So it's exciting to see. Yeah, everyone, like it's the biggest bang for your buck, mate. Um, and, and if you spend a dollar, how much are you going to get back for it? That's what it works out to. And ag tech is just... Um, Going on, uh, going ahead and leaps and bounds. Absolutely. So, to tail this off, what would be one piece of farm advice you'd like to pass from, from this episode? But maybe even because you've been in the sheep game in the southern parts of Australia for 20 plus years or around 20 years, mm. what would that be what would you like someone to take away from this episode? Probably take your time and, and, and don't just believe the first person you talk to. Yeah. Get have a yak to like if, if you're looking for a set of scars, right? Have a yak to a couple of people. Um, not just the reps itself, but someone that's used them. So just you, you see a lot of people, not a lot of people, a few people rush in and they'll go and buy X, Y, and Z. And then all of a sudden, there's an auto drafter sitting in the back shed that doesn't get used. He just spent 20 grand, uses the scales, uses the EID, didn't need the auto drafter. Yeah. Um, do your homework, talk to people. Yeah. Great piece of advice there. And for anyone looking to contact any links, how can they do so? Best way. Um, jump on the web, elinks.com.au. Um, I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook. Uh, my email's uh, chinks at elinks.com. And Mobile O double four eight triple eight four nine zero. Too many eights in there, Jack. Beautiful. We'll put those in the show notes and people can contact you if they wish. Sounds good, mate. Thank you. All right, thanks for your time. Cheers, Jack. Thanks for listening to the Farms Advice Podcast. Whether you farm it, you service it, or just love it. And a bit of that breakdown is for those working out on the land, those that farm it, the agronomists per se, the advisors, financial advisors, accountants to bankers, those who service the industry, but also the ones with a eye looking into the industry, looking over to see if that industry is for them. This is what we're doing this podcast for. And the more we can grow this platform, the higher quality guests we can get on but i highly doubt that by the rap sheet we've already got um just share the farm's advice whatever you may do uh, within your family pass on your own knowledge that you've learned over the time and i think the industry the internals will be flying have all the cogs turning in the right way all oiled up and the externals will look after themselves and will have a reinvigorated and larger workforce ready to tackle the everyday challenges um, to improve our daily routines as farmers, but also improve our outlook 
with the end goal of having a holiday at the end of it. So thank you, pass on the fans advice. Until then, see you next Tuesday. Bye.